Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for your presence, for your power, and for your word. Mighty Holy Spirit, speak to us in a way that will understand. Let the entrance of your word bring light and understanding into our lives. Bring wisdom to the simple and to the young in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please put your hands together and you may be seated in the presence of God. Great. Indeed, you are on your way to better days. Hallelujah. Well, are you happy you are in church this morning? Second service, encourage me, encourage me. Say amen to encourage me. Wow, great. I'm continuing my discussion on this book, Why Non-Tithing Christians Become Poor and How Tithing Christians Can Become Rich. Amen. Amen. Uh, if you have the book, give me a wave with your book. Second service. Give me a wave with your books. Okay, please. Where are the second service pastors? I'm a pastor's. Please, if you are a second service pastor, please, please stand here and look at your sheep, please. Second service pastors, please. Please, yeah. Second service. Guys, I'm going to ask you to wave your book again, okay? Because your pastors, they didn't see, so they don't know. So, wave your book if you have. These are not all the second service pastors. Good. Wave, wave it, please. Sorry. Don't be tired of. I just want your pastors to see you so they don't feel that I am making up a story. Please, can you see what your service looks like? Yes. All of them don't have books. Yeah. Very, 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 very bookless. Uh huh. These ones are now coming. So please give them a chance. Give me a chance. A service, they don't have books. Ah, says Prudence, you got no book? You have one, don't you? I thought you have it here. Sima, where's your book? Uh huh, okay. Please, if you have it, there's a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's not just that I want to punish the pastors, there's a reason. Okay, please. Please, next week we shouldn't have a like today. I'm giving amnesty to all pastors, so God bless you. Clap for your pastors. We are giving pastoral amnesty today for the books, but next week, no amnesty for anybody. We have more books, it's 50 rands. Get one, 
and let us all read through it. Amen. Say another amen. I'm reading from the fourth chapter of this book. Why 20 reasons why people do not pay tithe. 20 reasons why people do not pay tithe. All right? And the first thing I want to establish one more time is that tithing or giving, tithing refers to 10% of what God has given to you. Anything that you have, 10% of it belongs to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Say another amen. amen. Belongs to the Lord. 10%. Oh, if you want to give out books, you can give out books now. Giving out of the books and getting the books is part of the preaching. Okay, because all the preaching is in the book. Do you, do you understand? So you actually having the book is half of the work being done. Amen. So I am saying that tithing is 10% of what God gives to you. So the Bible says in Leviticus 30 verse 27, all the tithe of the land, it is holy unto the Lord. It belongs to the Lord. So it says 10% of every increase you get, you give it to God. Proverbs 3 verse 9, the Bible says, Honor the Lord with the first fruit of your increase, with your substance, and the first fruit of your increase, which is your tithe. So anytime we bring the tithe which belongs to God to him, we show him honor. We show him respect. Amen. And anybody who identifies God with God, this is the exercise. I didn't see you. This is the exercise that distinguishes between yourself and somebody who doesn't identify as a Christian. Somebody who's not a Christian. Because non-Christians do not pay tithes. And God is not even expecting non-Christians to pay tithes. Their master is the devil. Their God is Satan. So he doesn't expect to take their tithe. People that he expects to take their tithe are his people. Those who identify with him. So it's one of the things that, one of the practices that distinguishes between you a believer and a non-believer. Amen. Now when people don't pay tithe, the world and social media have led us to believe that the reason why people don't pay tithe is because they do not have. Okay. It's because they do not have. So people who are broke or people who don't have a lot of money do not pay tithe because their mind is that I don't have and I do not have enough. Hence, I do not, I'm excused from tithing. But tithing and giving practically and basically has nothing to do with what you have. It has everything to do with the type of heart which you have. Amen. Giving. When you meet somebody who gives, the person is generous. Not that the person is necessarily rich. If you meet somebody who doesn't give, the person is stingy. Not necessarily because the person is poor. Not necessarily because the person is broke. I have known people who don't have much. Give a lot. They don't have much. They give a lot. They give the little that they have. You know, once upon a time, the Bible tells us of 
James, Peter, and John on their way to the temple. And they met a guy begging for arms. And they said to the guy, silver and gold we do not have. When it comes to money, we don't have. But what we have, we give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Giving has to do with your heart and giving what you have. Amen. So until we dispel this notion and this idea that the reason why we do not give is because we do not have. We are going nowhere to happen and we are going there slowly. Yeah, we are going there slowly and we are not going to happen. That as for me, I don't have. That's why I don't give. It's not true. You don't have because you are stingy. You don't, you don't give because, not that you don't have because you are, you don't give because you are stingy. It's a state of the heart. So in this chapter, we are looking at 20 reasons, 20 spiritual problems, 20 spiritual diseases, 20 spiritual sicknesses with people who do not give. So when you see somebody who doesn't give, the person has some of these spiritual diseases affecting the person. Hallelujah. I said some of these diseases affecting the person. Giving is a disposition of your heart. I said once upon a time, somebody bought me airtime. I said gift, airtime. That's what the person has. It comes from the heart. Hey, Pastor, no. I'm waiting. When I have one million, I'll give you. will never give. If you can't give from your two runs, you will never give from your one million. Look, I don't want to swear. The Bible says we shouldn't swear. But you will never give. Between earth and heaven, you will never give. I always give this funny example, but it's true. Somebody who cannot buy one amakunya and say, okay, I have one amakunya, take a bite. And let me also take a bite. That same person, when they have one million, they would never give anything to. One quinya, let's share one quinya. Somebody, knickknacks. Knickknacks. Somebody has bought knickknacks for me before. As gave, like, knickknacks. If it's not like this knickknack is for you. It's like, this is my knickknack that I have. Take. Let's share. This is my knickknack. I don't know how many pieces of knickknacks usually is in that small. And it's not like, you see the knickknack, there's a big one. No, I'm not talking about the big one. The small one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, this is what I have. Pastor, take some. Let me also take some. You'll be sitting there and say, the reason why I don't give is because I don't have it. It's not true. There's something wrong with your heart. That's why you don't give. And through this exercise, we are trying to identify it and pray that God heals us and takes us out of that state so we can be in a better state. Hallelujah. So we started looking at, we've looked about, at about six, seven, eight, nine, or ten of them. Number one is what? People do not pay tithe because they are what? Disloyal, they are unfaithful. They are not committed to what you are doing. They are not part of what you are doing. So they will not put their support there. Last week I mentioned that when we use the word disloyal, because of the level at which people have taken disloyalty now, 
in our modern world. The word disloyalty is, if you, I, 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 that's what I think. I think if Bishop was writing this book at this time, he may not use the word disloyal because now disloyal is next level. Disloyalty, where it is at noon, it's not on this earth. You can't even get there in the name of Jesus. Yeah. He will use the word, a more friendly word like unfaithful or not, commi- not, not committed yeah, not committed. You, you, if you read the point, you will get what I'm saying. I'm not challenging what the prophet has written. I'm saying that what people have done in today's world, when you say that is disloyalty and you say this one is also disloyalty, it, some, it doesn't balance now anymore. Do you get it? It doesn't balance. So he will use a more friendly word like they are unfaithful or not committed to it any, any, anymore. Number two, people do not pay tithe because they are rebellious, which refers to what? Stubbornness. They are just stubborn. They are just stubborn. Stubbornness towards God because God has given a clear instruction, but they are stubborn. Number three, they obey sections, sections of the word of God. Sections. I know people who obey sections of the word of God when it suits them, when it favors them. Next one. Greed. People don't pay tithe because if you have the book, we will all read. That's why I need you to get a book. They are greedy. One of the spiritual problems that makes people not give is greed. It's not brokerage or brokenness or whichever word can work. It's not poverty. It's greed. A greedy man's mind is that I want to have everything. What I have is not enough. So it doesn't make sense to the greedy man to give part of what they have to anybody. I want to have seven amaquinas and I currently have four. It's not enough. How then should I give one to my neighbor? It will reduce how much I currently have. So they, does it doesn't make sense to them at all that I give some to anybody. Zero. No. Even when they see your, you have one, they have four. You have one. They want to take your one to add to theirs. Because when they calculate it in their minds, yours plus theirs makes five. It will increase. That is why um, Jezebel's husband, what is Jezebel's husband's name? Ahab. He, he had everything, but he still wanted Naboth's vineyard to add. He was the king. The whole land belonged to him. Naboth had just one small vineyard, a small garden that his father has given to him. The king said, I want to take that one and add it to mine. Yeah. Greed. Now, how do you think this king will give something to somebody? Most of us, that's how we are. We, do, we want to have more. We want to collect everything for ourselves. So it doesn't make sense to us to come to church on a Sunday and give 10 rands as an offering, 20 rands as an offering. It reduces what we have seen that we want to have more. Yeah. Next one, please. People are not spiritually minded. You have to be spiritual to tithe. Next one. People are immature. Next one. Number seven is what I want to talk about today. People do not tithe because they don't really believe in the Bible. They don't really believe. They hold the Bible, they come to church with it and everything, but they do not really believe in the Bible. Hebrews 3 verse 7 and 8, the Bible says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, 
today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Don't harden your heart. As in the day of the provocation, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, verse 12 says, take heed, brethren, lest thou be, there be any of you, and there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief departing from the living God. People don't really believe the Bible. When we read the Bible, we don't believe it. We don't believe the Bible. We don't really believe what we read in the Bible. We don't believe when the Bible tells us that give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Shall God cause men to give unto you? If you really believed it, one of the key things you'll be doing will be giving. One day I was with a guy in a shop and I was telling the guy that when I look at my life, I don't have any special skill like some very special skill which can make me prosper, give me money or something. I don't have any special skill like that. Do, do you get I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm yet to discover it. Do you see? I don't have any special skill. I can only prosper by God blessing me. That's the only way I can prosper. So my life is planned in such a way that I do things that invoke the blessing of God. That's, that's how my life is planned. That's how my life is planned. I don't have any special, maybe I have administrative skill, um, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a this, so I can't go and operate on some patients and suddenly discover the cure for coronavirus, then boom, no, I don't have all those things. What I have is, I know that it's God who will bless me. So I've designed my life such that I will do things to attract the blessing of God. That's, that's how I've designed my life. If you really believe that when the Bible says give it to be given unto you in a good measure, God will cost, you will always be given. Amen. You will always be given. You will actually be looking for opportunities to give. You will actually be looking for The reason why you don't do it is because you don't believe it. You just it's something that the pastor says to cause you to give. When the pastor needs you to give, he will read such a scripture, then you you will give. But you really don't. If you really believed it, oh, you always believe. Hey, do, can I give you something? Hey, can I give you something? Can I give you also? How about that? You will be looking for it because this is the thing that you believe that when I give, God causes people to give unto me. We don't believe when the Bible says, prove me now with Malachi 3. When you bring your tithe, prove me if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour a blessing into your life. If you really believe it, you won't joke with your tithing. You will never joke with it. You will never joke with the opportunity to give because you believe what the Bible is saying. So many believers are unbelievers. I say it again. Many believers are unbelievers. Yeah, we don't believe. We don't be, You see, like this, our famous scripture, Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Such as a man soweth, so shall he. We don't believe it. We don't believe it at all. That what you sow is what you reap. We don't believe it. We only use it for curses. Yeah, we only use it for curses. Yeah, when somebody does something you don't like, then you come in the first service. I said, Inshallah, <laughs> you can't say, hey. 
Hmm. You don't know. I invoke Galatians chapter 6 verse number 7 which says be not deceived God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth so shall it rape it shall come to pass that what you have sown just a matter of time the Lord God of heaven will bring it again upon you you will wither to the ground because of what you have sown. Can somebody say amen? We can preach like that if we want to. <laughs> Even after that, you can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. Look, when you pray, pray for people like T.D. Jake said. It takes a lot of effort to, pray, to preach like this, I'm telling you. Yeah. We use it only for cases, but this is not just for This is a law in this land, the law God has put on the earth, that what you reap is based on what you sow. What you reap is based on what you sow. So since you want to reap good things, sow good things so that you can reap good things. Simple. You want to reap good things? So you want to reap a good marriage? Sow good things into your marriage. You want to reap a good life? Sow good things into your education right now. You want to reap a good thing? Sow good things so that you reap good things. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So your life today is a clear reflection of what you have sown in time past. You are happy today because you have sown seeds that lead to joy. You are blessed today. You have sown seeds that lead to blessing any condition you are in today, if we trace it back honestly, you will see that it's just because of what you have sown in time past. Yeah. I mean, when you were 16, go to school, you say you won't go to school because you have big bottles, you'll be shaking it all over the area so that everybody can see Go to school, you won't go, you just want to shake it in the whole area for the 18 year old boys and the 22 year old boys, 20 year old boys. Not a problem. By the time you are 39, you'll be unemployable. You just, you write, you do CVs continuously and endlessly. Your job will probably you should start a career that you make CVs. Yeah, yeah start a new career. Or you do photocopying of CVs. That's, that's it. 16, 16, what grade are you in? You should be busy doing the Y, the X, calculated. You are working in the area. You are just going to the gym. You say you are playing rugby for the area. Mm, mm, no problem. You are preaching. You play rugby 16 all the way to 24, 25. And then nothing really comes out of because it's just area rugby. Area. It's just an area. And how many Africans people are in your area, by the way? Once upon a time, I met a man. He said he was a boxer. I mean, he was a big bodied man. So he said, I asked him, What do you say? I'm a boxer. I said, Okay. I said, Which weight? He said, Heavyweight. I said, Okay. So I asked him, who have you beaten? 
he started to mention some names of some people who I don't know. I said, hey. And then he also has a taxi. So I told him, look, at your age, if you have not beaten anybody on TV, you don't have a career in boxing. You are just beating the people in the area, on your street. On your street, you have fought seven people. You have beaten five of them, and two of them beat you. And you say you are a boxer. You are not a boxer. Like, you, you know how to box, but you don't have a career. In, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You don't have a career in boxing. Do, do you, you are not going to make a life from boxing. So I advise him, stop this boxing. I say, it's not even good for your health. The way people are hitting your head, it's not good. Stop and concentrate on your taxi business. So I said, rise up. And, so I asked him, do you have any skills? He said, oh no, my skill is boxing. I said, no. Then come and drive the taxi yourself. You'll be better off and stop this boxing. We went back and forth, back and forth, but until eventually he agreed to stop the boxing and come and drive. It's through the driving that he has prospered. Yeah, through the driving. <laughs> Bought more taxis and everything. So you are moving the area. You instead of studying and putting knowledge in your head, you say that you are playing cricket, and it's just area cricket. So, the whole, you come from school, just go and play soccer. You come from, look, if you are here, let me, this one, don't tell anybody I told you. It's free counsel. If you are here, you are 18 years. And you don't play for any of the teams here, Marisberg. And I don't mean a team in your area. Marisberg, Marisberg, the team is called. Marisberg, you know, Swallows, 18. You, have not, you are not, pre- Arrows. Bullets, all these people. Royal AMAU, Amazulu. You are not in Invela League. Listen, listen, listen. Play soccer as a hobby, but not as a career. Yeah, because if it can be a career by 16, we already start. Like no Messi, like no Messi by 16, we all knew that Ballon d'Or. All time great. We all knew from 16. Marcus Rashford and all this. They, Manchester United signed them at age nine. They could see from nine years. You say that, oh, I don't understand football. I don't. We are watching you. We are here. 18. Leto, ne? how old are you? You are not a footballer. Once we don't watch you on TV, no, stop. No, you don't have a career. The reason is that soccer is from really seriously from 14 to like 28, it's finished. So it's a short career. You can't be 18 and say, I'm 18 now, I don't play for any team, I play for my area team, but I'm going to play for Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, even after 25 teams don't want to sign you again. I don't even know why were we talking about what you sow is what you reap. So good things. The next verse, verse 8. So good things. So you can reap good things. It says, But he that soweth, for he that soweth to his flesh shall reap of the flesh corruption. That's what you get. If you sow any, as for what you have, you by all means sow. You either sow it to your flesh or you sow it to God. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap 
everlasting life. If you believe this thing, you will always be sowing to the spirit. What does it mean to sow to the flesh? When you get your money, you buy hair, you buy food, you buy clothes, it, it will not multiply. There's no dress you have bought that you put it in your wardrobe, then after nine months, it became two dresses. No, never. It actually even begins to wear out when you wash it once. There are some clothes because of even where you bought it. When you wash it once, it doesn't come back as it was again. You just need to wash it once. It, it goes through the washing machine once. When it comes, it's smaller than it was. You don't know whether you have gained weight or the dress has lost weight. You are wondering, ah. a pair of shorts like that. Recently I took it. When I wore it, it's like ah. So it has become skinny. So my, my wife was sitting on the bed. When I was wearing she said <laughs> I said, oh, no, this is not how it was. So. I remember, I mean, I remember this. No, I, I tried to explain to my body. You wash it once, you see that some of the material is gone. So when you sow to your flesh, it doesn't increase. But when you sow to your spirit, the Bible says it reaps everlasting life. Verse 9. I think if I do just this and we go home, it's fine. And let us not be tired of doing well. He's still, he's still talking about sowing. He's still talking about giving. He says, don't be tired of giving. Do not be tired of giving. If you believe that what you sow is what you reap, never be tired of giving. For in due season, which is at the right time, you will reap if you don't give up. Many of us don't reap because we just give once and then we give up. So even when the, when, the, when the fruit come, they are not copious enough. Do you get Copious means it's not solid. It's not large. It's not a lot to make any difference. You can't even recognize that this is my blessing that is coming. If you faint not. Number 10. Verse 10. It says, as we therefore have opportunity, or if we have therefore opportunity, it means you will not always have the opportunity to sow. So it says, since we have opportunity now, let us not be tired. Let us do good to all men. All this is based on Galatians 6, 7. The fact that what you sow is what you reap. If you have the chance, if you have the opportunity, don't be tired. Don't be weary. Don't be do good to all men, especially them that are in the church. Do good to them. Especially these people. Especially these people. Don't be tired because you will not always have the opportunity. What do I mean you know always have? Have you not met people who have asked you for something you wanted to give but you didn't have? How many of it has happened to you before? And some of it happens to you too many times. You are in that state too many times. He said, since you have the chance, because you will not always have the chance, don't be tired of doing good. But if we believe it, we will always do it. We will always do it. Like I said, me, I've analyzed my life and I've realized that I'm not going to invent an app 
and then the app will turn me into a millionaire. Uh, no, 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 no. What I will do is to invoke the blessing of God over my life. So uh, all my life is planned towards getting a blessing from God. That's, that's what I can do. So that's what I do. If you believe it, you also tailor your life that when I have an opportunity, I'll give. When I have an opportunity, I'll give. When I have an opportunity, I'll give. So that when it's harvest time, I'll reap. I'll reap from it. Many of you are students, you are of school going age. Every opportunity you have, study. Every opportunity you have, study. Every opportunity you have, study. When if you do that, you will never struggle through exams. You will never. You sit there to watch TV, watch TV, watch TV, watch TV. Then when it's exam time, suddenly you are scrambling around. That's why you struggle with all exams. That's why you struggle. You know every program and whatever time he plays. Kumbulekaya, you know where it, when he plays. Um, Seven Day Land, you know where he plays. Uh, Jikama Jiga, you know when he plays. Everything you know when he plays. Zone 14, you know when he plays. Laduma, you know when he plays. Which one? Which one again? Generations, is it still there? Eight o'clock. Panana, panana, pa 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 la pa la pa, panam pa pa pa. Ah, they don't do it again. Oh, you are joking. You are not. No, 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 no. You are lying. I'm leave somebody else. Do they have they changed? Is it is what they are saying true? Really? Oh. It was the most famous sound I know on TV. Panana, panana, pan. SMS the wet house and win a kaya. They don't do all that anymore. Ah, you can't win a kaya anymore. No, 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 no. You guys are lying. I know you are not liars, but you are lying. Every time you turn on the TV, look, 2004, 2005, anytime I turn on the TV, panana, 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 like that, it's not there. Really? It's what? The legacy. That's what they do, panana. You are confusing me. Let's stay with the preaching. Let's stay with the preaching. Let's stay with the preaching. Any chance you get, study. Study. I'm telling you. Any chance you get, study. When it's exam time, you always be happy. Because what you sow, is what, I mean, you don't study. Are you expecting to pass there? Is a magic or what? Magic or what? What you sow, so, but if we believe the word of God, sowing will always be part of our lives. Next one, next point. Next spiritual reason why people don't pay tithe. People do not pay tithe because they are backslidden. They don't pay tithe because they are backslidden. What does it mean that they are backslidden? Their hearts have moved away from God. No servant can serve two masters. 
Either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. One of the first signs of backsliding is not paying tithe. When a person's spiritual life is declining, paying tithe is one of the first things he stops doing. That's it. It's as simple as that. When your heart moves away from God, one of the first ways you show it is you stop giving to to God. You stop paying your tithe. And because backsliding is an, it's not an event, but it's, it's like, it's, it's a whole journey. Many people don't see. They are backsliding, but they don't see. Because they still sing. Yeah. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. They say, ah, I'm still spiritual. We give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. You are wonderful. Ah, then it's, ah, I'm very, I feel the spirit. You are worthy. Oh, yes. So he was back. He was, he now had demons. He still could feel the presence of God. You are wonderful. You are, demons are infesting him, but he could still, feel, he, still he could still lead Israel in worship. I said, he had an evil spirit. He had demons, but he could still lead Israel in worship. Samson was sleeping with prostitutes and everything. He could still lead Israel to, to worship. So because they say, oh, I'm still spiritual. He said, when I, I felt something, yes. Why won't you feel something? But your, your heart has started going long ago from God. Long ago. And the first thing, they redraw. Because as soon as your heart moves, your money also moves. Because your money goes with your heart. Your money and your heart, they move together. They move together. They move together. So as soon as your heart moves, your, your money also goes with it. Don't you see the things you love, you put your money into it? The people you love, you put your money into them. You see, the same person who come to church cannot give an offering. Like when I say I'm taking a hundred rands of people, but you go out and you eat. You go lunch time, you eat hundred rands. You don't feel anything, you do it five times in a week. And you call it lunch. You call it lunch. Because you love yourself. You love yourself. But to sow in the spirit and give to God. Hundred? No, 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 no. Look, one day, a certain guy came to see the pastor after service. Now, this guy usually doesn't come to see. As a pastor, when somebody usually doesn't come to see you, come that they want to see, you know that there's a problem. So, when the pastor says, hey, hey, okay. Hello, sir, what's the problem? So, I made a mistake today. So, what mistake? So, the pastor will think, oh, maybe he has told a lie. Maybe he has fornicated. Maybe he has done something wrong. He needs counseling, prayer. Have you told a lie? No. Have you fornicated? No. Have you stolen from them? No. Everything? No. So the pastor said, what is the mistake? Said, hmm, pastor. Hmm. When we were giving the offering, something happened. So the pastor was thinking, oh, maybe when I was taking the offering, he tried to criticize me. Or He said, no. 
So what happened? So when I was coming to church, I put a one dollar bill in my right pocket, and I put a hundred dollar bill, which we call the Benjamin, in my left pocket. We call it the Benjamin because the face on it is Benjamin Franklin. So I put the Benjamin here, and I put the one dollar here. Not Benjamin, okay? Benjamin. But when we were giving the offering, something happened. I don't know what happened, but after I gave the offering, I realized that I was, I, my plan was to give the one. Because that's my standard. But after church, I realized that I'm only left with the one. Which means that at the only place I used money at was during the offering. So it means that I have mistakenly taken the Benjamin and I have given it. So I've come to see you so that we can sort out this, this problem. I'll give you the one and you give me back Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you the one and then that, that, that's, that's the only mis- that's the only problem. That's the only problem. Church of God. Look, your heart goes with your money. So when you love something, you put your money into it. You put your money into it. When you don't love it, when your heart has... Backsliding is Michael Jackson's backsliding. To to move away from something. You see, so you were here. Then you... Do you get it? But by today's message, you do the moonwalk and go back to it. Do you you get it? Uh Yeah. Yeah. Backsliding was the going back dance and the moonwalk was the moving forward dance. So you do the moonwalk to it. Yeah. To it. Backsliding. When people backslide, they pull away their... Back, it just means anybody who's with you and pulls their heart away from you, they pull their resources away from you. So sometimes it's not even money. Sometimes it's even, they, the way they give to you is maybe by helping you, physical help. They pull away the help from you. Yeah. They pull away the help from you. Sometimes the way they help you is by counseling and advising you. They pull it away from you. They redraw it. That's how it manifests. When it comes to God, we can't counsel God. We can't advise God. We can't pray for God. We what we do to God is to give to God. So we pull that one away from God. Very simple. We just pull it away from God. We just pull it away. We just pull it away. My prayer is that God will heal our hearts and touch our lives to take us from a state of backsliding to our original state. Third one, I read this one to you and we close. Number three, people do not pay tithe because they have very little love for God. When people don't pay tithe, they don't love God. They have very little love for God. Because anybody you love, you give one to the person. Let me read. Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of the Lord, of my God, I have of my own proper good and of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of the Lord over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. This is David speaking. First 
Chronicles 29.3. Love is such a beautiful thing. If you love God, there will be nothing too difficult for you to do. David loved the Lord and he set his affection on the house of God. Because of this, he bestowed much gold and silver on the house of God. He prepared many gifts and gave them to the house of, of God. Being in love is something euphoric, to say the least. When you are in love with someone, you are emotionally obsessed with the person. You go to bed thinking about the person. When you rise, the person is the first thought on your mind. You long to be together. Spending time together is like being in heaven. When you hold hands, it seems as if blood, your blood flows together. You could kiss forever if you did not have to go to work. When people are in love, embracing stirs up feelings of rapture. I'm reading from the book. This is why you must get a copy of the book. I'm telling you, you are missing out. These feelings will make you do anything for the person you love. If you really love God, you will do anything for him. When you love someone, you, you think you are going to make each other happy. You think that other couples may argue and fight, but your case will be different. Indeed, you are in love. When you love someone, you are certain that you will discuss your differences openly. Hmm. I love this love. You know that you will always be willing to make concessions for the one you love and you will always reach an agreement. It is hard to believe anything else when you are in love. Yeah, when you are in love, you can't believe anything. Eh? No, no, no. Anything. I told you there are some people in this life you cannot advise them. One of them is a girl who's in love. You can't advise. A girl who's in love, you cannot advise her. No, 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 no. You try it and see. You can't advise her. They won't believe anything you say. Look, one day, please remind me where I am in the story so I can join. One day, a, 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 a sister brought a guy that she wanted to, she was in love, she wanted to marry. So we were with the guy for some time. Then one day, I had a feeling that this guy is not what he says he is. Yeah, the poor job of a pastor. So I called this sister, I said, this guy, this guy, something doesn't add up. I said, listen, this guy, when you add one plus one plus one, it doesn't go to three. So first, the first thing I said, he doesn't pay his tithe. Oh no, he pays his tithe. I know, I'll send him pay his tithe. I said, okay. Then he doesn't pay all his tithe. So I said, then something is not right. If he really, you say he pays his tithe, he pays all his tithe, something is not right. No, no. So it doesn't add up. 
Something is not right. So I said, okay. Then I made that famous statement. I said, I'll be very happy I'm wrong. Because when I'm right, somebody's usually in trouble. Then I left it like that. Wedding came. I blessed the wedding. Everything. I pronounced you husband and wife. Happy. Five months later. We found out that the guy is not even who he says he is. Even what he says is his name. Perhaps it's not his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the girl had married a ghost. He's not, I don't, I don't know how to explain. You don't understand. Let's say, if the guy says he's a doctor, he's not a doctor. He says he works at Edendale Hospital. He doesn't work there. He says he has a house at um, Hilton. He doesn't have a house. No, no, he, he lives in a shack. I mean, everything about him was not true. Not true. Not true. Yeah. But I started to say it. I started to say oh, six, six or so months to the wedding. But love. You can't advise somebody who's in love. Yeah. Just as you can't advise iPhone users. <laughs> now they say their phone is a bulletproof. You can't advise them anymore. It's finished. Now we give up. <laughs> yeah. So, when you are in love, that's the feeling. Let's go on. Let's, are you enjoying reading the story? I read this page and I close. It says, when, some, when you love someone, you are certain you will discuss, okay, I've read that. Is this the kind of love you offer to God? Do you make concessions for God? Do you agree with him when he asks for your tithe? If you say you love God, do you agree with him when he says pay your tithe? How many of us are beginning to realize that we don't really, I mean, don't raise your hand, but answer the question in your heart. He said, we have even been led to believe that if you really, if, if, if we are really in love, it will last forever. We will always have wonderful feelings. We always have wonderful feelings that we have. The wonderful feelings that we have at the present moment. Nothing could even be, come between us. Nothing will overcome our love for each other. Yeah. Let me read this paragraph. It says, interestingly, we also claim to love God. How many of you love the Lord? This one, the answer in the flesh. Yeah. We also claim to love God. How come we cannot make concessions for his work? Is it because we do not really love God that we are unable to give anything to him, not even our tithe? Not tithing is the same as not loving God. Do not say you love God when you are not prepared to give even 10% of your increase. If we love God, Giving to God 
will be easy. In the first service, I met a girl. I said, we are in a relationship, if, but I'll do everything. I'll sing for you. I'll dance for you, but I'll not give you anything. She said, no, we can't be. She, prefer, she loves it. I asked her, don't you like singing? She said, I like singing, but I like you giving to me more than your singing. God also likes you giving more than your singing. Yeah, more than your singing. He loves it. He doesn't hate your singing. He doesn't hate your dancing. That you come here, you dance. He likes it. But he likes you give. Giving to him is more important to him than your singing. After you have given, then you sing in addition. Then it becomes nicer. Yeah, can you imagine your birthday? They come, they are singing happy. There are two of you in the house. All of you, your birthday is the same day. Then you, they sing to you happy birthday to you. Then this one, they give him a cake. How would you feel? <laughs> How would you feel? They sing happy birthday to this one. Then they give this one a cake. You take singing, you take cake. Yeah. You take singing, you take cake, you nothing at all. <laughs> I mean, Jedija, would you like that? But look, take the singing, give me the cake. Yeah, take, I won't eat much, but at least give me the cake. Take the singing. Take the singing. We'll play a recording. But we can't play a recording of the cake. Take the singing and give me the cake. That's when we come to God. We say, God, take the singing. We are giving him singing, but the cake, we hold it to ourselves. We don't really love God. Today, may we repent and turn around so that we can love God and love God deeply. And love that causes us to give, to do anything for him, which includes giving to him, giving our tithes and giving our offerings to him. And I believe that his blessing will come upon us. Stand to your feet. Let's bring today's service to a close. Clapping is actually free. So... I want us to pray for a moment or two. We are rounding up in the next 10 minutes. I want us to pray a moment or two for ourselves and pray. I want you to pray for three things. One, I want you to pray for the grace of God. The grace of God. The grace of God means the help of God. That God will help you to become a tither. Help you to manage your life. So that some of us, it's just simple mismanagement of our lives. That's why we can't give anything. So God will help you to manage your life. Number two, I want you to pray for strength. Strength. Sometimes you want to do what is right, but you don't have the strength to overcome the voices around you, the voice, the fear, everything in your head. You don't have the strength to overcome it and say, I will tithe. I will give my first and best. I'll give my offering. I'll give to God. The strength is not there. And number three, I want you to pray for faith to believe that what God has said, he will do it. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? That he will do what he said he, he will do. Lift your voice. Just begin to pray for yourself. These things. Strength for grace, for faith, strength, grace, and faith, grace, strength, and faith, grace, strength, and faith, and faith, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, be gracious to everyone under the sound of my voice. Help us with our lives. Help us manage our lives. Help us manage what you have given to us in the name of Jesus. Give us the strength to obey your word and to obey it completely in the name of Jesus. Give us the faith to believe that unless you bless us, there's not much we can do. Give us the faith to believe in your word that says that you will open the windows of heaven and pour a blessing unto us. 
Lord, let it happen to us, O oh God. Let it happen to us, O oh God. Let it happen to us, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We are making a turn around, O oh God. We are making a turn around, O oh God. To really love you. To love you, to love you, to love you, and to give unto you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Help us, O God. 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 Yanto la basembo la keba. Rampo la katasembo kataba. Lima soma kibala kayempo lololos. Kimalala. Rambe loba. Brando lobo. Zik palaka. Kemolobo. 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 Lampa pa 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 pa. Branto la bekaba. Branto la ba. Mayalo makemala, branto lobo, zibala kaba. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Help us. Give us grace. Help us, Lord. Give us strength to obey. Strength to obey. Faith to believe, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Let us pray. Father, behold every hand that is lifted to you. We pray. Help us. Help us. We pray for grace. Help us. Help us in our lives. Help us to manage what we have. Help us to manage what you have given well. In the name of Jesus. Give us faith to believe that indeed you will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing unto us when we give our tithes. Give us the strength to obey it. Give us the strength to shut up all the voices around us. The voice of our flesh. The voice of circumstances. Give us the grace to shut it up. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise Lord. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody said amen. Say a nicer amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Wonderful. You are here this afternoon. You want to say, Pastor, somebody invited me to church and I came. I do not want to go to hell when I die. Please help me to pray, to invite Jesus into my heart, to be my Lord and my Savior. Lord, I want to yield to you today. If you are here like that, every eye closed, every head bowed, Lift up your right hand quietly. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. I don't want to go to hell when, you are die, when I die. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Pray with me, Pastor. Pray with me, Pastor. If your hand is up, come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. If you lifted up your hand, come to me. Come to me, my brother. Come, be bold. Be a man. Be bold. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made. It when it's all about you. It's all about you. If you are in front, pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me 
and he rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. From today, I am a child of God. I will love you. I will serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, keep them, wash them with your blood, fill them with your spirit, and use them to your glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, clap for them. Hold up, hold up. This is the most important decision of your life. And I'm glad you were bold enough to make it. Many people are not strong enough. They are not men enough to make this decision. I'm glad you were strong enough. Make it and stay with it. And I know that God will bless you. Amen. You see the, the, the is it one lady? Okay, you see the lady over there? She has a gift to give to you. And then you will come back to your seat. Okay? So I want you to go with her. She will give that present to you. And then you will come back to your seat. Can you do that? Please. Lead the way. She will give it to you. Then you will come back to your seat. Oh, clap for the Lord. Clap for the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.